0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio.
3: Welcome back. It is the final hour of Nightside for a Monday night. I'm Jordan Rich filling in for Dan, as uh, you heard, and we're here at 617-254-1030. And that's how you reach us. It's how you make contact and join the program and uh, communicate with me and with a bunch of other people listening in. So um, we didn't get to this earlier, but, of course, it's been big news for a couple of days. The release of uh, a pattern of tweets during the October 2020 period before the election uh, regarding the uh, uh, laptop of One, Hunter Biden. But what's interesting about this story, a couple of things, things that I find interesting anyway, is the uh, utter hypocrisy of journalists who are attacking one of their own, Matt Taibbi, who from all accounts is one of these guys who basically writes uh, investigative stuff and is more of a left-leaning guy than a right-leaning guy by all apparent Appearances, But they're calling him all kinds of names and claiming that he's just doing the PR bidding of his rich billionaire boss. But what he is doing is receiving uh, dozens and dozens of released tweets, a Twitter thread, and he's retweeted it containing records that showed warnings against suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story on the uh, social media platform Twitter in the run up to the 2020 election. Uh, But some people in the media have called him uh, a twit for doing it, pointed out that Taibbi's Twitter files are PR work for the world's richest man. Why was this hypocritical? Because if you work for NBC or the Washington Post, which is owned by, if not the world's richest, then the second world's richest man, Jeff Bezos, Uh, I think that's a pretty hollow argument, whether you agree with Musk or not and like what he's doing or not. Anyway, uh, there are a lot of issues at play here, including the fact that you had people on the Democrat side in this case and on the Republican side, but not related to this issue, uh, asking for things to be taken down, asking for things to be clarified. But in this case... uh, democrat operatives for the most part said uh... we're gonna bury the story that the new york post broke about the laptop being discovered and all that and all the stuff on it and if you remember they uh... pulled the twitter feed for the new york post but also the twitter feeds of anyone else who wanted to share the story or wanted to talk about the story so it's all coming out and uh... As uh, Mike Taibbi, I'm sorry, Matt Taibbi, Mike was his dad, says Hunter Biden's Twitter files has been a whirlwind 96 hours for me. He's being attacked from a lot of the sides that uh, you would think would be happy for him and and impressed with the fact that he's releasing information. Isn't that what the fourth estate is supposed to do? So uh, if you have a comment on that and uh, whether or not you agree with what Musk is doing, or you think he's a greater danger than anybody at Twitter was beforehand. One thing about, we talked about uh, anti-Semitism in the first hour of the program. Uh, We did a deep dive, talked about its origins and some of the things we can do to deter it. And the accusation is that since Trump took over Twitter, and I don't have an, well, I have an account that's unused, so I haven't been paying attention personally, but... According to uh, quote-unquote sources who are independent, uh, since Trump uh, re-allowed people to come back, Uh, did I say Trump? I'm sorry. Elon Musk, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Rob. And Trump was one that he allowed back, although he hasn't been doing much tweeting because he's got his own platform. Uh, Trump, that is. Once Elon Musk allowed people to come back and uh, cleaned house, the uh, number of hate-filled messages has greatly increased. Now, for his part, Elon Musk, he doesn't uh, stand around and wait for things to happen. He he goes right for the jugular. He said, we are using a new AI platform, and according to his people, 23% reduction in hate speech. I don't know who to believe. I really don't. But um, I think the fact that the media... So many in the media are attacking Matt Taibbi uh, for being a pawn of um, Elon Musk. It's just very ironic, in my opinion. So if you have a thought on that, the other thing we wanted to talk about, if you, if, and again, again, lines will be open, actually two things in this final hour. One is work perks, work perks, and it was a piece in The Globe over the uh, weekend, about this and i thought let me just reach over let me just reach over and grab my notes on this it's a long reach hang on folks i can do it Ah, there you go um these are the top perks according to the article in the globe and i thought they were kind of interesting one of course is (laughs) um, an all-in celebration when things go right for a company and this happens i guess occasionally but there was one particular company that had a, a new client that they launched and, and were able to grab. So they had a not just a celebratory champagne popping in the office, but they took 120 employees, the whole company, on an outing to a, an inn up there in Maine for a weekend, which must have cost the company a pretty penny. But uh, that was designed to make people feel good about themselves. There's also one that I like called the Dream On program. And this one is really a nice perk, making gifts to employees based on their needs and wants. In some cases, they are uh, uh, trips, dream trips that employees have wanted, Um, paying for someone's child's birthday party if they couldn't afford it, Um, even uh, helping somebody move to a new abode to escape uh, domestic abuse, all kinds of things, called the Dream On program for one particular company. The one that really didn't do it much for me, this was considered one of the top perks, was the plant award. Every two weeks they award someone a fresh plant in a pot. Well, it's fine, I mean, I suppose, but I'll take a cash bonus over a plant. <laughs> that's okay with you. So anyway, if you have a company that does anything like that, Uh, Great. Most of us, well, yeah, most of us, present company included, don't get too many perks. But uh, we're happy to have gigs. Let's leave it at that. Let's go to some phone calls. Anything you'd like to talk about, 617-254-1030 in the final hour. Will on Long Island is first up, and thanks for joining Nightside on BZ. Welcome, Will.
4: Hey, Jordan. You know, I just cannot believe that just you have to question yourself if you are left of center at some point, which I'm an independent. I have been an independent since 18 right now since I could first vote. And I voted Democrat before. And right now I feel like I've been forced into a tribe because one side is just so appallingly awful. Like, if you're left of center at this point, you need to question the information that you've been given. To sit here and and hear about Russian collusion, Russian collusion, Russian collusion for four years, which everybody that was of sound mind knew was a made-up, erroneous story. Everyone that was that did not want to be blinded by bias could obviously see that this was a political stunt to damage a candidate and and, and possibly had ties deep into our government by possibly even a former president. And then to sit here and watch our media, Twitter included, cover up a story about the president's son and his laptop and possible pedophile stuff on there, drug use, uh, possible ties to Burisma and Chinese companies and, and possible ties to our current president. To watch that happen, at what point do we say that our media is just a straight propaganda machine?
3: I think you can say our media is uh not a hundred percent but very much a propaganda machine because uh, the proof is in the pudding when you have one particular group of individuals in the media and in the government and in the campaigns of that era uh, just a few years ago uh, demanding that things get taken down and guess what demand is re- request is affirmed it wasn't any debate uh, they took people uh, off twitter and canceled accounts and really stifled the story right. now that being said that being said, would it have changed the election? Who knows? I, I personally doubt it. But uh, it certainly would have had an impact if that story had it's gotten more press.
4: It's, it's a cumulative type of thing. It's not just this particular story. It's Dan Rathers making up documents about George Bush. It is constant. Listen, the media bias, I understand. People say it goes both ways. I don't want to hear that. Okay. One side blows a little smoke and one side, you know, puffs up their base and stuff like that. And the other side just outright lies. I mean, it is despicable. And listen, Jordan, I was one of those people in college, you know, and we're going back. For me, I'm not that old, but it is uh, almost 30 (laughs) years ago. Okay. And, uh, you know, and, and I would back then say to people that the... Listen, Roy Cohn and Senator McCarthy were just ahead of their time. The infiltration of our, system, our school systems and educational system happened 80 years ago. And all you're seeing now is the ugly tree bear its rotten fruit. And people thought I was a nut job. But now what you're seeing is the uh, is the end result of a left-wing nutjob professor rubber-stamping another left-wing nutjob professor rubber-stamping another left-wing nutjob professor, educating and dumbing down our society to the point where they're easily manipulated and facts are no longer important. Definitions of words don't matter anymore. All of these things, they have legal ramifications and you're seeing it right now.
3: Well, I can say this. I mean uh, the the idea that you can... about something and and spout it for months on a, on end and and have all kinds of accusations and then when it's discovered that uh, it was all you know fluff it had nothing behind it there's no apology there's no uh oh just dismiss
4: this inconsequential it's inconsequential just dismiss- oh,
3: oh, let's okay. just move on nothing to see here move on and i think that's the problem with with the journalistic uh lack of journalistic integrity and, and uh, the other one thing question, too about but, one question for you yeah. before you let me go i just want to ask you a question
4: have you ever read Marx and Engels or any Karl Marx. Have you ever read any of that? Because I speak to a lot of people that are conservative or on the right, and I ask them that question, and they always say no. Half of them haven't even read Ayn Rand or anything on the other side. But then I ask people on the left, and they always say yes. And when when they talk about the boogeyman, Karl Marx, on the right-hand side, I ask them, have you ever read any of it? And when they say no, I'm like, you should. That's like somebody leaving, the football coach leaving the playbook on the table, and you're the other team, and you don't even glance at it. It's all written out for you, but people still want to call it conspiracy. They're following it play by play, and we sit there and just ignore it. And then we wonder how this all happened.
3: Well, your passion is uh, warranted, I think, especially when you find out two years later that uh, 50 or 60 quote-unquote intelligence experts including the former director of the cia were absolutely convinced that the laptop deal was russian interference there was no doubt about it you can put it put it on paper it's in the bank done and it it took two years and it took a guy with 48 billion dollars to buy twitter to to un- unearth the. So, with no investigations truth. at all, <laughs> with no investigations, they were absolutely convinced
4: that this was Russian misinformation. But with 50 investigations in four years, they still weren't convinced that there was no Russian collusion. That to me just sounds like bias.
3: Well, I appreciate it. Let's see what other people have Thanks to say. I think it. you got some people excited about that for sure. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't have any horse in the race in terms of the candidates. I didn't vote for either one, uh, Biden or Trump. I wouldn't vote for. I wouldn't vote for either one. Uh, I guess I'm stuck with whoever you vote for because I wasn't going to vote for either one. Uh, but I do think that uh, the idea that the media are in collusion—so many of them—because y- you know they are because you hear the same phrases
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting.
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Way at the same time. I heard he's a PR flack. This is Matt Taibbi. Um, a Rolling Stone journalist. No right winger by any stretch. Matt Taibi is a PR flack for uh, Elon Musk. I heard that in on several different outlets all at the same time (laughs) it's it just seems a little calculated to me and a little weird that they should be so outraged at a reporter doing his job bob in easton thank you bob you're next on wbz with jordan in for dan hi
2: hi jordan how are you I, i just a couple of things that the last caller said uh one is dan rather actually you know uh, because he was a an actual journalist working for a journalistic organization, he lost his job because of those documents. Uh, and uh, unlike, let's say, a Fox uh, talk show host or reporter that can make up all sorts of stuff and will not lose their job. I did. I have the well, difference between name, you know, name. you're in the field...
3: Name, name, yeah, uh, the a reason wait, wait, hold on hold on. before you go any further and i, okay. I, I want to do this to help you i don't want to do this i'm not tr- being a, a wise guy here uh you've got to be very careful when you're talking about a news reporter anchor slash journalist versus a talking head uh, opinion person so are you talking about let's say uh what's his name um uh, the guy that everybody hates on the left uh uh well
2: uh, Tucker, Tucker Carlson they, yeah. Well, and yes, Tucker Carlson is a talk show host. Unfortunately, a lot of people who listen to him, and it's it it, it is unfortunate that we have we have forgotten uh, what journalists actually do, and we confuse editorializing with uh, with uh, uh, news, and it, it, they're two different things. Uh, uh, there is. Uh, the, the news has to go through a vetting process. There are, as you know, there's editors. There is, uh, there is a, a, a process where facts are checked. Uh, and, to, of course, journalists do make mistakes sometimes. But in real journalism, those mistakes are corrected. And sometimes there are consequences for that. There have been countless reporters that have lost their, uh, their jobs you know, Mike Barnacle in town, for example,
3: and um, that was a case too. And that's interesting you say that because Mike Barnacle was a columnist. But even there, yes. in those days, and it was many years ago, the Globe had some standards where they didn't uh, allow him back in the uh, in the fold because he he plagiarized. Uh, I think it was George Carlin, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: He. he uh, well, he was he in the, in the kind of Breslin tradition. He was sort of. Uh, what he they got him for was uh, sort of making up characters and stories from information that he had gotten on the street that was one of the things that they got him for and at the same time they got a another columnist by the name of smith the black woman uh for 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 similar transgressions uh generally speaking journalism When when it is done correctly, and most major news organizations still do it correctly, uh, does a fairly good job between news and editorial.
3: Uh, Let me let me challenge you on that, and I'll challenge you on on I'll be I'll be very fair because I'll go I'll go both sides of the political spectrum. When you read the Mm -hmm. Boston Globe, you get a perspective in almost every article. When you read the Wall Street Journal. You get a perspective in almost every article. It's almost impossible not to, wouldn't you agree?
2: Uh, I do agree because news is not—I mean, it's not totally unbiased, totally objective. However, if you read the Boston Globe and the Wall Street Journal and the—or the Boston Globe or the Herald—even uh, what you are going to get is most news stories are going to be the same in terms of the facts. There are differences in editorial, and there are differences in some of the follow-up stories and, and some of the in-depth reporting, but on the other hand, what, the, what, what you generally get in most, and, the, and I would defend the Herald as much as I would defend on the Globe in this, most news stories essentially are the same you, you wouldn't know the difference between the two newspapers but uh, that are uh, again some are not and certainly when we get political reporting it's a it's a, it is a bit different uh, but uh, uh, I find it interesting that that and it's just something that you said and I, I would I would I would ask why you did it? Not necessarily who you voted for, or didn't. but you said you didn't vote for either of the candidates in the last election. Yes, uh, and I was just—I was just—I uh, I was because there were pretty clear choices. Uh, uh,
3: yeah. Oh, absolutely. I—I—I uh, uh, I, I don't believe the character of either person uh, was somebody I could support, and I—I I felt okay. that way well, in 2016 as well. That's all. I mean, I—I'm I, saddened well, yeah, that's to that's say. I think I think the vetting system for president is such a mess, and it's, it requires billions of dollars, and it's really, um, you know, people of character. I think have have decided smartly to stay out of that mess. So I'm I'm frustrated. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm very frustrated. I find, I, you know, it's very difficult.
2: I think most of us are frustrated. by I, I would argue that both parties, and I, I am a Democrat in the in in an old-time kind of like Tip O'Neill Democrat. Uh, but I think both parties did things better when uh, the the candidates for president were chosen by the conventions more than the primary structure.
3: But well, that's uh, that's uh, an interesting, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting take too. With especially with what's going on now with the Iowa caucus going away. For the at least, the Democrats and the uh, shift to South Carolina, it's it's moving chess pieces now. Which which, by the way, I have no problem with. Uh, it's a private, uh, well, it is a public private event. It's right. a party that can make its own decisions. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I, I call myself a PC, but not what you think. Not politically correct. I call myself a positive cynic. In other words, I believe in the system. I love the country more than anything in mm-hmm. the world. But I am just cynical about so many things, and I think it's just from being alive up so darn long. Anyway, Bob, I've got, to, I've got to hold you there because I'm out of time for this break. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Call anytime, and I know Dan means the same. We'll take a time out and return. This is WBZ.
2: You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio.
3: Greetings. We have a little time left, actually enough time to get some calls in, 617-254-1030 or 888 929 I'm Jordan Rich in for Dan Ray. It's Nightside, and you can get on board right now just as this gentleman is. This is Joe in Belmont. Welcome, Joe. You're on BZ.
1: Thank you, Jordan. Jordan, I'd like to ask you if you think the new world order is going to come into existence in 20 or 50 years.
3: What's, how do you define the new world order as you call it?
1: Well, it, uh, I can recommend a book to you to uh, to you and your audience by Pat Robinson. It's called the New World Order. It's by the. It's on the Trilateral Commission, the Council of Foreign Relations, and the Masons and other things, in the United Nations.
3: So you sound like you are are involved in uh, a variety of. We're involved in a variety of conspiracies to change the world. Is that what? Yeah, yes, I'm,
1: but this might have a lot of truth. Pat Robinson isn't a nutcake.
3: Who's a nutcake? Who? Pat what?
1: Robinson isn't a nutcake.
3: He's uh, reliable okay.
1: information.
3: All right. Um, let me ask you something. Who's Who comprises the Trilateral Commission?
1: Well, it's very secretive. I think Jimmy Carter uh, was on one of those commissions, and he yeah. appointed a lot of his cabinet that were members of that.
3: And, and it's was was still
1: ha- prominent today.
3: Yeah. And uh, what was the other thing you said? The United Nations, and there was one more.
1: One uh, more. The
3: Masons. Oh, the Masons. That's the one. Right, 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 right. Uh, I'd like
1: to hear your opinion on it, Jordan. Uh,
3: I don't. Stay up at night thinking about the Masons or uh, any of these other groups um, And I'll be honest with you Joe, and I'm not making fun of you at all. I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest with you I think people put too much faith in People of power that they can get things done and rule the world a lot of tried and they've all failed <laughs> Jordan when you were on
1: WSSH uh, could you name some of the DJs that were on there with you besides Hillary Stevens?
3: Not to do any non-sequiturs, Joe, but, uh, wow, you caught me surprised. Do, can I name other people I worked with? Sure. Yeah, DJs. Uh, let's Hillary see. Stevens. May she rest in peace. I believe she's gone to the great reward. Uh, I worked with quite a few wonderfully talented people. Uh, Bob Bronson, who's also in radio still. Uh, let's see. A fellow named John Cassian, who's up in New Hampshire, I believe, and a very good friend. Uh, why do you ask? Because I,
1: I, I used to listen to you. for uh, You were on for more than five years, weren't you?
3: Well, 15, if but who's counting? <laughs> yeah,
1: but I, I enjoyed you and uh, that station very much because I loved the 70s.
3: Well, uh, it wasn't a conspiracy that took us down, I can tell you that. <laughs> it was It was not a conspiracy. We had good ratings, although it should have kept going a little longer, but anyway. What was
1: it, 99.9 on the dial? Close,
3: FM? close. You're off by four taking, percentage points.
1: Thanks <laughs> for taking my call, George. Thank
3: you, Joe. Thank you very much. Boy, that was illuminating, I'll tell you that. Um, I didn't expect to get a question about my radio career 25, 30 years ago. 35 years ago. Somebody remembered. Makes me feel good. Uh, wanted to mention the fact that um, Good Morning America 3, apparently, which makes no sense because Good Morning America version 3 airs at 1 o'clock Eastern, I'm told. Shouldn't it be Good Afternoon America 1? In any event... This is a story that really doesn't involve any world clash, but it is kind of indicative of where we are. The anchors on that show that I've never seen, that many of us have never seen, T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach, have been in the tabloid news section because this team, who work very closely together, apparently have uh, fallen in very uh, serious love uh, with each other and while married to other people. And um, there was talk
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus
4: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
3: That they would just continue on as co-anchors until yesterday. <laughs> and I, I, I really didn't think they would last without the network, and it's ABC, Disney, by the way, doing something to change the subject. Even though, unlike other celebrated stories like this in the news, a.k.a. the Boston Celtics, even though they were not uh, in a position of one over the other in a position of power, they were equal players on this team, it was just too much attention. So what's my point? My point is if you really, really, really want to screw up your life, then do what these two did and uh take a look at the results if you have a public life even if you have a private life you know it's called character and sense of ethics and uh, cheating it usually always ends up with a bad ending a bad result and I think these two may be finished in terms of ABC Good Morning America 3, which should be Good Afternoon America 1, because it's at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So um, there you go. Also wanted to mention, and we had this earlier on the newscast at 9, I believe, uh, the passing, and it's sad, the passing of Kirstie Alley at the age of 71, who, of course, uh, starred in Cheers, Look Who's Talking. But from my Money. She appeared in the greatest of all Star Trek movies, Wrath of Khan, number two, as Lieutenant Savick. So uh, live long and prosper, wherever you may be, Kirstie Alley. That's too bad. 617-254-1030 is the telephone number. So we have a little time left. Um, I mentioned earlier the uh, Boston Globe Sunday Magazine section, which I always go to because of the crossword Puzzle, uh, had a pretty interesting thematic twist. It was all about work and the best places to work and perks and so forth and all that. Um, and uh, people are looking for work and relaxation, a balance in that realm. But uh, they were talking about perks, and Rob and I were discussing the fact that at the radio station currently, we probably have the greatest coffee dispenser of all time. That gives you all kinds of options, coffee, tea, coffee, uh, Olay, uh latte, uh, cappuccino, et cetera, et cetera, And it's all free. And I don't want to say it too loudly because they might get the idea that they're giving something away too much too often. But that's a nice perk, literally and figuratively, because it's coffee and it perks. But uh, I can't remember working for anybody else over the years and getting much more than a pat on the back. Thanks for do, showing up, that kind of thing. But apparently, in order to keep people working and in order to keep people in your employ, you need to somehow sweeten the pot, and a lot of people are doing that. So if your boss has done that for you, share with us, please. Give us a little inspiration. Meanwhile, let's go to Charles in Virginia. Charles Thanks for calling WBZ with Jordan In for Dan Ray and what's on your mind.
0: Yeah, um I had a walk to my condo but I was listening to the conversations about I guess Elon Musk and about how the news the 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 new the, the reporters, you know, not only not reported on the Hunter Biden laptop. Um you know they totally ignored it. Yeah. So I had some points that yeah, I sure. wanted to make sure. like Go ahead. Could you imagine in the press in Richard Nixon's day If they would have totally ignored the break-in Who knows, Nixon might have got elected again
3: Oh, I have a theory, Charles I have a theory that And I and I think Watergate was an amazing time I mean, in history and all that And and it was a time when the two reporters Woodward and Bernstein for the Washington Post Broke the story And a lot of people after that Wanted to emulate them and be the star reporter and get the scoop right um i don't and i cannot believe the reaction of of many in the media to matt taibbi the guy who has the story and he's telling the world the story and they're yelling at him they're calling him a traitor um where's the woodward and bernstein desire where is it (laughs) i mean you think they'd want to get the scoop on the story just
0: so hey, look, I'm a good reporter. <laughs> <I>
3: mean, <laughs> well, that's what he's doing, and I don't blame him. And and good for him for letting the story out. And, and out of ever goat is is not goat. whose ever uh, feet are in the fire, let that be the case. But it's a story that that's what the press is supposed to do. I thought. Yeah,
0: and I'd like to make a point. He was making a point about Dan Rather. Um, yes. Actually, I think Dan Rather got fooled by the false – it turned out to be totally false, the uh, reporting is... of George Bush. But actually, even though it was a false document, I think the story was probably true. I don't think Bush attended his reservist meetings.
3: Yeah, but I don't it recall. Was much dropped after that. Yeah, I don't recall the exact details, but there was something uh, uh, awry in the oh, story. It, it
0: was proven false because they had stuffed – that couldn't even be done on a typewriter back in the 70s because it was on. I can't remember exactly how it was false, but it was proven false. The document that he used was false. Yeah. So yeah, he ended um, up having to resign or get fired, which was good. I mean, because he totally got it wrong. So I think he should have resigned
3: or got fired. There was a. But
0: in a uh, way, I actually think this story could have been true. He just got a false document.
3: There was a story years ago, and uh, I think it was NBC News that got in big trouble for uh, phonying up a story about gas tanks exploding on cars. I can't remember the details. It might
0: have been the Ford Pinto, although I could be wrong, but they actually put some charge in it because when they did the crash, it wasn't exploding, even though obviously some of these had exploded. Yes.
3: Because people yeah, something like but, that.
0: So to make their story look really good and to make sure it exploded they put like dynamite in it
3: yeah there was something (laughs) to that effect and and it just listen human beings will always fall prey to sin and that was a sin for sure because you're misleading the public and it's a public trust that you're enshrined with Um,
0: but it's really hard to know what to believe nowadays because you really can't trust the media at all
3: I think you have to be very wary. I think you have to get sources, more than one source. If you're just getting your news from Twitter or, or TikTok or CBS, you should get four of the sources and compare just if you have the time.
0: And you might even want to try to get some foreign news.
3: I was just talking to Rob about this. Have you ever happened to see Reuters television network? You know what Reuters is? No, I have not. All right. Uh, it's very rare that people would see it. I've watched it on a few occasions. It's on some of the streaming platforms. It's one of the, in my opinion, Reuters, the TV version, is about as close to objective news around the world as you're going to get. Close, not completely perfect, but that's something you should check out.
0: I mean, it seemed like in the 70s most people trusted the media, and nowadays I think most people do not trust him well i know i don't that's
3: who was sure. the most trusted man in america walter cronkite right it,
0: right right and when i think um yeah had, as far as i know he didn't do anything to break the trust i mean he just reported the news and back then nobody had cable tv so it was a half an hour like at seven or seven like at seven o'clock the seven it, o'clock evening cbs news and um right everybody's tuned in to watch it and and they had the newspaper but they didn't have like um you know, like today, 24-hour cable, where I guess with these cable networks, you know, they have to look for ratings and stories, so.
3: Well, it's 24-7. I mean, you have to fill 24 hours, and uh, if you got a, an OJ case or something like that, that's nonstop round the clock, and uh, there you go. I mean, you, it's it's supply and demand, I suppose, but also ratings and grabbing ratings, and also. Or
0: even um, the ca- the count the Rittenhouse case
3: oh yeah the, 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 there's numerous cases the ratings.
0: although I look I would look at um like CNN and they would describe Rittenhouse as this vigilante murderer and then you look at Fox News and they would say it's a you know a little kid trying to protect properties and he was you know and he was just defending himself and thank goodness the jury we had a jury system where they didn't listen to the media and I think the jury without the media influence probably got the verdict right but um but i mean you you were listening to the exact same news case and it was like 180 degrees different from yeah. the way they would report it
3: on any given night you can do that with those networks on any given night that's why i i love the format that this radio station and many other radio stations supply talk radio when done the way we do it here allows people with different points of view to get on and state their case without Unless it gets uncivil, without having to worry about being shut down, and uh, you know, there's time elements we have to be careful of the clock. Right. But other than that, this is this is about as a free and open expression of uh, of views that you can find. And I'm very very proud to be part of it. It's not perfect by any stretch, but it's it's a darn sight better than just. Well, I would I would
0: second to what you said. You let me get on. Nobody questioned what I was going to say. I could say anything I wanted, and you're respectfully listening to me. And well, and for that, the other callers.
3: All right, Charles. Appreciate it. Uh, have a nice holiday if I don't talk to you because I'm only going to be here another night tomorrow, and then Dan returns. Well, really nice chatting with you, my friend. Take care. All right. Same with Same too. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, we'll take one more break and come back. This is WBZ News Radio, and I'm Jordan Rich, in for Dan Ray, and you're listening to Nightside. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ Boston's News Radio. Welcome back. Uh, just a few minutes left. You know, you think you've heard it all, and there's this story, I think, out of Pittsburgh. A Department of Labor investigation has found child labor violations involving more than 100 young people, youths, at McDonald's locations throughout the greater Pittsburgh area, McDonald's franchisee uh, Something Enterprises violated U.S. labor law by permitting scores of 14 and 15-year-olds to work outside of legal hours at 13 restaurants. It just uh, first of all, I mean, it, it's you have to follow the law. You have, you have to follow the rules, obviously. Uh, but it's so ironic because when I was 14. I was working uh, eight, nine hours in a restaurant, and uh, then I was mowing lawns, and uh, no one complained. (laughs) No one stood up for me, Uh, but that's uh, where we are, I guess, today. And uh, it's good that they're enforcing the laws that are on the books, but whatever happened to working uh, extra hours when you're 14 or 15 to earn a little cash? And when I was that age, what did I make for a day, maybe 10 bucks? Anyway, times, they are changing. Tomorrow, uh, filling in for Dan one more night, and then he returns on Wednesday. Tomorrow, we have uh, certain topics that we'll get into early on, and then um, a little break in the action. We'll talk with a fabulous musical group called Skylark, um, which has an intriguing method of operation, and they're acapella singers. Get a little holiday spirit, and then Eric Christos will join me. He's a good friend. He's a restaurateur in Boston who is doing some really cool things, and he's going to comment on the state of affairs in restaurants uh, here in the city and throughout Massachusetts and New England. So hope you can tune in for that. There's one thing we didn't get to tonight that I wanted to touch on, and maybe we'll get to it tomorrow, and that's tipping, and it's not just tipping. But have you been to a coffee shop or a bagel shop lately? Of course you have. They do the old swing around. If you put your credit card in the machine, they swing the screen around, and on your screen is 10%, 15%, 20%. And, of course, it's an awkward moment, one of life's many, when you are faced with, do I give 15% on a cup of coffee? that it took the uh, barista 10 seconds to pour? Do I give 10%? Is that under-tipping? Why do I have to give a tip at all? Now, I usually give a tip if I pay cash. I usually put the change in the tip jar. But it's just one of those things that's uh, creeping forward, and you're going to find you're going to be in that situation where you're not sure, and there ought to be a... Uh, a guide to that kind of thing but it's almost uh you go to an ice cream store or a bakery certainly a coffee shop that's happening all over see not all the things we talk about that i think about are really that serious <laughs> because if you're that serious all the time you're not fun to be around you're really not fun to be with so i uh prefer to laugh and uh take life a little less seriously thank you to rob brooks for his outstanding work behind master control and uh... thank you to marita and everyone else who put the show together tonight i just executed what was given to me and i appreciate it very very much and uh... i said this at the beginning of the show i do a lot of things here on the air Uh, most of them are heard on the weekends and sometimes Rob will feature my stuff in the late night hours, but I also have a podcast, and I'd love you to uh, subscribe and download if you can. And the podcast is called On Mike and O O N M I C with Jordan Rich—that's me—and it's uh, basically an interview show with people I find uh, interesting and creative. So hope you can log on and check that out. On Mike with Jordan Rich, and my website Jordan Rich has details. If you'd like to check that out, so I'll be back tonight at uh, oh not tonight almost tonight in in a minute it's going to be tonight I'll be back Tuesday evening 8 p.m. for Dan Ray it's been a pleasure um, certainly an, an exciting inspiring and stimulating night of conversation and we'll do it again tomorrow till then be well so you can do good take care.